Today we're kicking off season two on the first three knocks with a three-part series on what is masonry. You're listening to the first three knocks, a Masonic podcast in the district of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good evening, brethren. We are uh, here in Uxbridge, Ontario at the Coach House. And uh, Masonic Coach House, of course. (laughs) Brother Steve Sprott has set us up nicely, as always. I am your co-host, Worshipful Brother Bert Tellier from the Rising Sun Lodge, sitting down with Brother Gino Scovio, also of the Rising Sun Lodge, and our producer, Brother Steve Sprott from Zeradatha Lodge in Uxbridge. And nice. today we are starting season two on Let's the first three knocks. Are you excited? I am. Nice to see you guys again. And we are back, ready to go and ready to roll. What, yeah, what an we, exciting uh, first season we had. We had an exciting first season and, and uh, we're just picking up steam, I think. You know, we've got a lot of great items on the agenda coming up that we'll be happy to share with everybody. And, and we're kicking off season two with uh, a topic that makes a ton of sense really is is what is Freemasonry? You know, for those folks out there who are, are listening and, and curious, this is really to give you an overview of uh, what to expect. So we have a three-part series we're starting today, talking about what is Freemasonry, how to become one, and what to expect. So we'll be discussing that at uh, in detail. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. Let's yeah. jump in with both feet here. It, it's exciting. It's exciting times right now. As I said, we got a lot of great. Uh, feedback from season one a lot of good traction a lot of great uh, guys lined up uh for for season two to come so i'm excited to be talking about this topic i think we touched base on it a little bit in season one but uh, we really have had a a pepper of questions coming our way Mm -hmm. um so i think it's a really good topic to start the season with so fantastic uh let's get her done yeah absolutely so we Sort of exciting new Masonic year as well. We we have a new uh, Grand Master, Most Worshipful Brother David J. Cameron, who took the reins back in July at the Royal York Hotel at the annual communication of Grand Lodge. We talked about how, how great of an event that was. And uh, we're actually on the Grand Lodge website going through the, uh, I guess, overview of what is Freemasonry. <clears throat> Maybe, Gina, what we can do is just kind of read through and, and share our perspectives on, on what that means for, for us. Yeah, I'm a big fan of not reinventing the wheel and it's already designed <laughs> for us here. And it really touches on what Freemasonry is and what it's about. So, uh, you know, one of the first things uh, when you get up to Grand Lodge uh, and it's at grandlodge.on.ca if, uh, if the public want to go and take a look at that. It's on the first page. Uh, you can't miss it. Uh, you'll see our, our new uh, Worshipful Master, our most Worshipful Master. And, uh, and just below that, it gets into what it's all about and our purpose. And really, the ultimate goal here is making good men better men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about Freemason, Freemasonry being the oldest and largest fraternal organization in the world. Um, members share common goals of helping each other become better men. And it's a body of knowledge and systems of ethics uh, it's based on beliefs that uh, each man has a responsibility to improve himself while being devoted to his family, faith, country, and fraternity. And and it, right there, like there's a lot. That's a huge first paragraph, first statement. Yeah, I think uh, a couple of things that come to mind for me there is just the the uh, 
um, it being the oldest and largest fraternal organization, well over 300 years old. Um, it's rooted in, of course, uh, all the way back to some Egyptian philosophies and, and many other uh, philosophies from uh, from the past, which is, I think, is really impressive when you think of in today's day and age that these philosophies have come forward um, after all these years. It's really, really impressive. And still have some real solid meaning of your everyday life. Yeah. And to talk about the largest fraternity that still exists, you know, just scrolling down a little bit further, and it's uh, 3.2 million Masons across the world and uh, approximately 40,000 in Ontario alone. And so, again, it really speaks volumes of the size of this fraternity, the the global aspect of uh, we're across uh, every continent. Uh, and again, at Grand Lodge, we got to see uh, a pretty uh, great panel up at the front mm. f- representing every province and parts of the states and parts of other places uh, in the world. So it was just fantastic. Yeah, the, the, the one part I really like in here that uh, resonates with me is based on the belief that each man has a responsibility to improve himself. I couldn't think of a better way to describe Freemasonry, the responsibility to improve yourself. That's really what it's all about. And Freemasonry gives the tools and insights and connection to the people who understand what that truly means. Often there's a there's a lot of work out there re- around personal leadership, self development, that type of thing. Uh, and for for my for my best estimate, the Freemasonry can't be beat. No, you know the impact that it has personally, and of course every experience is very personal in Freemasonry. Yeah. I think it's important for the listeners to understand that that you know your experience would be very different than the experience that I have than the experience from the that Steve would have as well. But the way that it connects dots for you is is truly amazing uh, it's almost unexplainable and i think that's almost the point it is unexplainable you need to experience it well absolutely and again you know like i've i've uh, in in my uh short journey thus far um i've had a lot of those aha moments and those aha moments i have might not be the same moments you've had or like you said steve has had but uh the the ultimate uh, tie-in is there's lots of them there and they really are to help improve you um, in your family, in your faith, in your country, in this fraternity. Um, you know, we do a lot of community stuff from our lodge alone. And, uh, and it's just so nice and rewarding when we are doing a street sale and uh, through our friends that are the Shriners who are all Masons. You know, you get to see some kids every once in a yeah. while say, hey, I know that hat. Uh, yeah, it's you know, recognizable. We, we we went to the Shriners Hospital and got some help. And, and again, these are brothers. These are Masons. These are other bodies of Masons. Um, you know, just getting out there and seeing those things, that's, to me, just fills my heart with joy yeah. and, and really brings me uh, some positive side of this tough world we live in these days. And, and that's like you said, it's a great point too. It's our perspective. It, it doesn't mean that it is the same for everybody. Um, to some, it works, and it's wonderful, and to some, it doesn't. And that's part of masonry. Well, that's kind of the beauty of the system, isn't it? It, it offers something different for everyone. And and uh, Steve was was mentioning earlier before we went on the show that it has something different for everybody, whether that's the historical aspect, the esoteric meanings, uh, the ritual work, the memory work, the fraternal uh, connection with with like-minded people. 
uh, it has all of that. And, and I think everybody finds kind of their sweet spot of, of what they're truly interested in. And, and mostly I, from what I've seen, a lot of people discover things they didn't know about themselves that they're, they might be interested in and yeah. didn't have access to. Yeah. And we had a, a guest last, uh, last, uh, season that also talked about exactly that as men trying to find an outlet to have some commonality amongst men. And, and that's, what the the fundamentals of it is all about brotherly love charity and truth yeah you know and again some i think some of us yearn that that social aspect but we just don't know where to go and how to get it especially as we've grown older in our lives and and it's tougher you know maybe when you were younger you had scouts or or uh sports. what they call sports or di- yeah. different outlets and many uh many of us who've done that over our youth have really uh, solidified some fantastic relationships and today you know as a full adult with a couple kids we're friends with those friends we made and they're extensions of our family Mm -hmm. and this just gives us another aspect to kind of grow our family uh, our family of brothers that's one of the things that led me to masonry as well i mean i work a nine to five job i sit at a desk i'm staring at a screen all day i go out with my friends for a beer and half of them are sitting on their phones looking at their phones (laughs) and Becoming a Mason and going to lodge, you know, that one time a month or however, you know, many times you want to go, whether you're traveling to different lodges, it allows you to put that technology away in such a fast paced, busy world and really interact with people, um, like minded people. You know, someone else has said it before, but I think for me, I, I've broken down Masonry into to three different parts. I, have, I think it's the, um, there's a charitable aspect, there's the brotherly camaraderie aspect, and then there's a spiritual aspect. And not to say that you need all three of those things, but, you know, what stands out to you? Um, you know, is it the spiritual side of things? Is it the charitable aspect? Um, and maybe, you know, though each one of those boxes isn't ticked for you, but maybe two of them are. And, uh, you know, you can find your kind of outlet within masonry, yeah. which which direction you want to go. And yeah, well, no. it's like one of those pieces is the missing piece that we all are yearning. And that's where there isn't that other outlet that you could find within masonry to find that missing piece. Again, in one of our episodes, we talked about the, the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't go to church every Sunday or whatnot. I probably should. However, um, masonry kind of gives me that extra little piece. And, and through some of the rituals and such, that's how we're taught and that's how we grow. Well, to yeah. build on your point and yours as well, Steve, I think it, it actually forces you to put yourself in a position to think that way. Yeah. As opposed to looking at the phone or the, the responsibility of the day or the tasks that we have to get done. It actually puts you in a place physically and mentally that you need to ponder, consider, that, meditate. That's, that's great because I look at what I do in my work. And I'm I'm in sales, and uh, and I constantly use the the uh, the ashler, the rough ashler. Mm. You know, it becomes perfect by working hard. Yes. And and, and being discipline. persistent and having discipline, and uh, in sales, in my profession, anyways, it uh, you could do very well or you could lose it all all at the same time, and uh, and so again, masonry for me in my work life has taught me, you know, don't give up. Yeah. You know. Pick up that chisel and 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 keep striving on the perfection. Doesn't mean we have to be perfect by any means, 
but it, it just again is a constant Better. reminder and it's it's uh, it's again it's just a couple stones that in lodge are sitting there in open lodge and we go oh it's those little things you know there's deep meaning to that and that also carries into your family family is work and it's not perfect and you always have to remember you know you have to give and you have to take and you have to work on those levels of foundations and layers Mm -hmm. and uh, and lots can be distractions and interference but you know perseverance uh, hard work together Planning, um, having thinking. a good foundation, having some planning, yeah, meeting like-minded uh, brethren and other family members of their brethren who had similar experiences, and we can all pick each other up and grow together. Well, that, that, that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? I mean, if you think about life, going back to Egyptian times even, like, tell me there wasn't difficulty peppered in with opportunity all yeah. through history. <laughs> there is today, there was a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. And nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing changed. Everything old is new. And so the principles that Freemasonry brings is, is founded on the reality of life. Yep. Whether, regardless of what time period that is. And, you know, we're, we're almost as, as uh, modern humans, so arrogant to think that we, we know it all and we face it all and we have the hardest difficulty, but you, you go back through history and it, it's the same story over and over. Yeah. And what masonry provides is a system yeah. to, to manage it, to, to be on top of it, to be with people who care, who are open and, and trustworthy. Well, going back to also being the largest fraternity in the world, you know, more hands make easier work. And so again, when you have your brethren that are there to support you in ways that are very different than you might get at home or at work, you know, you get that little bit of encouragement or more confidence in that aspect that it just flows into your everyday life. And so again, it gives you that other layer of, of teaching you uh, how, to, how to, to be picked up and how when it works for you, how you want to help your brethren be picked up. Um, and carry forward and just as a small example of that you know speaking that it's so global um, Mm. you as a freemason uh, as an entered apprentice or a fellow craft or a master mason or a past master once you become a mason at the very first level of entered apprentice you are welcome anywhere and everywhere within the world that there is a lodge all you got to do is reach out and they'll be glad to host you to help you to guide you if you're stuck. Um, and again, I've gone on vacation myself. Yeah, in, you've had in, some experience with this. Yeah. And, and I've called it out, you know. You, you want to really test the waters and I've called it out. And people have been happy to to run at my call and to share with me their lodge. Um, I had a, a brother that I heard of in our district that uh, was uh, coming home from work, stuck in rush hour. Mm-hmm. Car got uh, broken down, happens. Uh, he had a Masonic emblem on on his back uh, tailgate, and uh, sure enough, within 15 minutes of I think having a tire blown out, um, somebody else stopped and said, "Hey, I noticed that I'm a brother from uh, this district, and what can I help you with?" Yeah, you know, uh, my own daughter was on her way oh, right, back yeah. to Quebec, and uh, her car died uh, halfway through, so she was three three hours into the drive on a six uh, six hour journey. And of course, I'm way too far to help, but I reached out to my network of Masons and almost immediately 
without ever meeting these fellas before, they were happy to point us in the direction to suggest certain tow companies that, uh, you know, you could trust, yeah. especially when you're stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Well, I think you nailed it right there, that that word trust. Yeah. Isn't that a hard yeah. thing to come by? It is. That it is, is a hard thing to come by. And, and that is a great example of the benefits of Freemasonry because you know that you can trust them and they know they can trust you. That is something unique in the world today in a world that's highly digitized and hardly connected. Yeah. So I, it's, it's got so many benefits. And that speaks to that fundamental principle, brotherly love, you know, relief and truth, uh, charity. Again, like it's just, it just, I'm so happy to have come across our open doors event about four years ago <laughs> and, and convinced my daughter to have walked through those doors of what she thought was a church only for me to sit there for hours before I finally popped the question and, and how to become a Mason. And we'll talk about that in some of the other parts of yeah. this particular series here that we're, we're working on. But, uh, but it really has uh, uh, brought uh, kind of a, a new layer of life in, in kind of all regard and aspect, at least for my experience. And, and as I get there and I do like to travel and journey throughout the district and I try to get out uh, beyond that as well, uh, I kind of hear the same stories over and over again of other real good positive experiences that other fellows have shared with us. So it's, it's been tremendous. I think the, the probably the best way to describe Freemasonry is, is self-improvement. Yeah. Self-improvement. Not improvement uh, through others, self improvement. Mm -hmm. You know that responsibility again is is the is the topic and the way to to do it. Yeah, very simply. Uh, again, I think back to uh, another episode that we recorded in season one, and uh, I think it was uh, Brother Dennis Rawling who said it best. And it's right here on Grand Lodge, which is why I'm bringing this up. Everyone is welcome. Yes. Everyone is welcome. It doesn't matter the race, the color, or creed. You know, it's one of the only places that I truly enjoy going to because it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what color your skin might be, what your outside religious beliefs are or political standings. It really, it's all left outside. And when we're inside, we don't see anything but each other. We actually mm -hmm. see each other. You know, we see the inward part and, and we really uh, enjoy that uh, social time and that company. And it leads us to be able to share further experiences outside our lodge. You know, when my brother, who uh, I may not uh, have the same um, way to, to learn who you are uh, outside lodge, but in lodge, again, we've got that brotherly love, that trust. You invite me to your house. I'm glad to, to take that uh, opportunity. And all of a sudden, you know, we got different walks of life, different people. Uh, different creeds and uh, we're all the same and that know? goes to debunk you know the common yeah. misconception of masonry yes. is a lot uh, of people huge. outside masonry think it's you know owners of fortune 500 companies that are <laughs> that are freemasons right and it's totally you know opposite of that it right? is well i think again it goes back to it's the whole aspect of self-improvement and being a better man and most good successful people it's not just monetary you know, it's not just how much money you've made or how many fancy cars you might drive or how many mansions you own, but masonry provides that improvement of life. And so often, you know, those same guys are at the Tony Robbins uh, seminars. Mm -hmm. Those are the little missing pieces of the puzzle that uh, that they're 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 actually absorbing 
and able to implement. And masonry gives you those pieces too. You mm-hmm. know, I, I often sometimes think, I wonder if Tony Robbins, I don't know that we haven't officially seen it, but I wonder like if he's had that exposure to it or, yeah. you know, is he a part of it somewhere or somehow? Because a lot of things that these wonderful uh, leaders out there, uh, and I'm talking those motivating self-leaders, building yourself up mm-hmm. and, and, and moving forward, a lot of their talk points are what is within Freemasonry. You just don't got to pay thousands yeah. of dollars to go to a seminar yeah. for a weekend, but <laughs> it's there, you know? Yeah. And it really comes down to, again, uh, digesting it and having it work for you and customizing it for you. Yeah. The design is there. Yeah, we certainly take a lot of flack in Freemasonry for uh, being a secret society, for um, not being open or available. But I, I got to tell you, in my experience, working with Masons, being around Masons for the last nine years, that's all I've seen is openness, caring, uh, brotherly love, absolutely. Um, but it, it comes back, to, I think, to the one of the most important points is it's not for everyone. And, and you have to want to seek knowledge to become a Mason. It's not something that is given to you. It's not easy by design. It's supposed to be hard and there's supposed to be a curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very simply. And most things in life now don't follow that principle. No. <laughs> Fast, easy is the way of life now. And, and Freemasonry, frankly, is the, quite the opposite. Well, it's like any good investment in the world. It's the the slow investment with the long, you know, <laughs> the long the, game. The long game the long of game. investing 20, 30 years give you sometimes the best returns. Yeah. You might get lucky in the stock market quick in a couple of years, maybe in the tech times in, in the in the nineties going into yeah, the two thousands. But uh, where did that go? You know? Um, and so it's those long term investments that always over the course of history uh, financially speaking, have given you the best returns. And this is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. When I joined Masonry again, it was, I was told this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, take your time. Enjoy it. Uh, ask the questions. You just uh, mentioned about the fact of the secret society. And again, on Grand Lodge, it really just, it, there's a highlighted point. It's not a secret society. No. Uh, we have our we have emblems. We have our emblems that are on the welcome signs of almost every town that you roll into. If we were secret, would they be there? Right. You know, we just had doors open in Aurora. Um, And I know that there's many other lodges throughout uh, Ontario, and I'm sure beyond that have doors open. I went to Savannah. There was a sign, you know, every other Saturday. Yeah. And I called and I wasn't even there on a Saturday and they were open. So, you know, it's really, I think, again... That negative press that we've gotten over yeah. years ago. That, oh, it's a secret society. Oh, it's the leaders of the world. But it's the elite. The I haven't Illuminati. met any of those leaders of the world yet. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yes, there are famous Freemasons. But yeah. I think for every one famous Freemason there is, there's probably 500,000 regular average Joe guys that Absolutely. are just trying to, you know, better themselves, become more active in their communities. Um, I know I've become extremely productive since becoming a Mason. I mean, I would go home after work before being a Mason just you know, plop down on the couch and watch TV for the night. Yeah. Now, I, every night when I come home, I don't think I've turned on the TV twice since becoming a Mason. <laughs> and that's just because, you know, there's that's so much to do and, and all that reading and memorizing ritual and, yeah. and um, you know, really bettering yourself and doing your own research and taking your time to do those things. And That's a great perspective, Steve. I mean, being relatively new to, to Freemasonry, well, now you're fellow craft, of course, 
very much looking forward to your uh, master mason degree if i have time to start studying yeah with all the other masonic stuff going <laughs> on to talk to uh, worshipful brother wilson i'm on the timeline on that one but uh i mean you're a great example of that right you've you've found a way to become productive and and pour it on so to speak and and by the way to the audience uh Steve Sprott is one of the most productive people I've oh, ever man. met in my life. So uh, to, I think, don't get to think that, that you weren't productive from anybody else <laughs> from, from a daily perspective. Like I said, my clients don't bug me half as much as Steve. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I see Bert a lot, but I don't even talk to Bert that much no. from all the dings that we get. Sometimes I got to turn Steve Sprott off, but uh, no, he's been uh, always work to be done. <laughs> there always, always there is. is, but he's been such a tremendous, uh, yeah leader in this podcast in um, uh, you've said it before too how much have we learned from this young, oh young buck here well and it's it's actually one of the big challenges for masonry right we have we've had uh, declining uh, membership and and sort of seen as a stodgy old society and that type of thing but um, I would argue certainly in Ontario and definitely in York district we've seen a resurgence and it's people like Steve Sprott who are are bringing a new angle to, to Freemasonry and, and new energy to it and, and ways of working that maybe haven't been there um, in today's society. So, so we have, uh, you know, we have a lot on our plate and a lot of great stuff going on. Yeah, I, I came in about four years ago and, uh, and again, I felt that uh, what I was seeing at that new level and that new perspective uh, was pretty special. But I have to say within these last four years, especially this last year, uh, the light, the, the bright looks, the, the light looks pretty bright. Absolutely. Um, and we seem to be, uh, from across Ontario doing a much better job of kind of, uh, again, sharing what we can and, and, and getting out there, having the public understand what we do. Um, and this is just a great platform to be able to share even more with them. Um, you know, I think we're going to eventually get to the point where, you got any questions, send them to our email. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're already getting some feedback from some Masons and some non-Masons. Non-Masons too, yeah. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, send us your questions. If you, you, you want to know things that we haven't covered or you've always had that, uh, that question, we, we don't even have to say your name or the question online. Yeah. We'll just be happy to look into it and get back to you privately via your email. Uh, you know, it's not always about just sharing on here. It's really just about kind of debunking a lot of those negative aspects. But um, I don't see very many of them in my experience and my journey. Um, and it's it's, it's almost great. like you have to wonder, do we miss something? Well, yeah. I'm waiting <laughs> Where's for, all the, I'm uh, waiting for the, the trap door. Where's the drama? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's been fantastic. And again, you know, uh, going back to some of the Grand Lodge stuff here, and it really is a great resource uh, from that public eye. That if you really had those questions, uh, not to mention the kind of summary of what we are, what we do, and how to become one, um, there's lots of resources that you'll be able to find on that Grand Lodge website as well. That uh, again, if you're still curious or you have other ways, um, you know, we don't have all the answers for you, but we're certainly trying to share what we know and what we've yep. learned. And if, uh, like I just mentioned, if you are interested, and you wanted to maybe think of joining and it might not be somewhere close to us, we'll put you in touch with the right people. We'll send you. Grand Lodge is a great resource that you can just call them or send them an email and they'll help you as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Lots of, put that in context. There's yeah. 550 lodges in Ontario. Just crazy. I mean, you'd almost have to, to go through the province <laughs> blindfolded not to see one. So there is a lot of opportunity there. And uh, maybe at this point, we could uh, take a break to clear the secretary's desk. Yeah.
Sounds good. Uh, we're back with the secretary's desk and uh, we have a, a pretty uh, decent lineup coming up for the first week of September. I don't have all the summonses as of yet, but uh, we will update on the app as well as Facebook. Um, September 3rd, Tuesday is the uh, first meeting black, uh, sorry, first meeting back with Blackwood Lodge. Uh, they're having a regular meeting that same night, September uh, 3rd, again on the Tuesday, it's Roland Lodge regular meeting, uh, followed by uh, September 4th, uh, which is a Wednesday night Malone Lodge. They're hosting a second degree uh, September 4th uh, Also on the Wednesday evening Corinthian Lodge hosting their regular meeting uh, Our first meeting back at the rising Sun is Thursday September 5th We have a third degree planned and then finally with the meetings to wrap up for that first week back in September True blue again. I don't have any information yet, but they will get updated as the summonses arrive Well, that's a that's a pretty robust first week, huh? <laughs> uh, it's going to keep us busy, that's for sure. Yeah, we're, we're back at it. So, And then, of course, coming up is the uh, Rising Sun Lodge Golf Tournament, uh, the Max Dean Memorial on Saturday, September 7th. So, of course, this is a tournament very near and dear to uh, our hearts for, um, for the Max Dean Memorial. And that's going to be held at Westview Golf Club in Aurora. And registration opens at 10 a.m. Of course, it's a shotgun scramble starting at noon sharp and the cost is $175 per golfer and includes registration, a swag bag, gift, driving range and entry into the putting contest, entry into the $25,000 hole in one, uh, golf cart dinner and entry for a door prize. So I believe, uh, Gina, we still have a couple of uh, Yeah, we have a spaces. few more spots. So we, we always uh, aim to try to do a sellout we have a few more spots available, but if we go over that number, we'll be more than happy and able to accommodate. So no one will be turned away. Fantastic. Um, following that, uh, Wednesday, uh, September 11th, it's a pretty big day. It's the official reception for our new right worshipful brother, G. Allen Dresser, District Deputy Grandmaster of York District. Um, we're asked to uh, join the Brethren of Richardson Lodge. Uh, the ceremony for uh, his uh, reception will take place at Richardson Lodge, 7 p.m. Uh, there'll be a Masonic ceremony. Uh, that'll be uh, at their Stouffville location. And then uh, we have a reception immediately to follow at 8 p.m. at the Stouffville Legion. Um, it'll be a cash bar available, and uh, you're welcome to bring your family or friends at the, uh, the Legion. Excellent. And then this next one's pretty exciting, uh, Steve Sprott. I think this is uh, one near and dear to your your uh, family here in Uxbridge. The Zeradatha's 150th birthday celebration on Monday, September 16th. So this is a big night, of course, for one of, uh, one of our lodges here in York District. And very exciting to announce that the Grand Master will be attending this uh, evening as well. Now, I understand there's very limited number of tip tickets and I believe they're probably already even sold out. But if you did want to contact uh, Worshipful Brother Don Kemble to see if there were any tickets available to attend, I, I assure you that the uh, Worshipful Brother Wilson and the, the Brethren of Zeradatha Lodge will be putting on an excellent event, which they always do. So I'm very much looking forward to. We do welcome everyone to come to Lodge after dinner. Uh, the 
dinner is ticketed and I believe they're sold out, um, but everyone's welcome to come to Lodge after, so and that is free of charge, obviously. Yeah, and a little little precursor on that one, we've uh, we've been able to uh, fandangle the uh, most worshipful to sitting down with the first three knocks. So we're really excited about that opportunity to to hear from the uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak. So we'll be we'll be talking to him on the sixteenth. Really, stay tuned forward. for that episode. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, following uh, the sixteenth, we have again near and dear to our hearts a very special reception for uh, very worshipful brother Mike Redman on his appointment to Grand Steward. Um, that will be Tuesday, September seventeenth. It is an emergent meeting held at the Rising Sun. Um, there will be a small ceremony starting at six thirty, and then um, again four masons, uh, four masons only, uh, and that's out in Aurora. And uh, immediately following the uh, short ceremony, we'll be assembling at St. Andrews Valley Golf for Pinnacle Drive in Aurora. Um, friends and family are welcome to attend. And it's always going to be a fun time at any reception that we host. Excellent. So lots going on to kick off the uh, first few weeks of September. It's going to be a busy first couple of weeks. <laughs> and welcome back. Well, uh, again, you know, we went over a quick... Uh, uh, experience of how we uh, understand what Freemasonry is all yeah. about and our perspective and our experiences. And uh, and to just kind of wrap this episode up before we uh, get into our next couple of uh, parts to come, um, again, if you are interested to learn a bit more, uh, www.grandlodge.on.ca, which is our Grand Lodge website uh, for the province of Ontario, um, it, it's just a, a plethora of resources. Oh, there's great insight there. I mean, we were using it even well, tonight yeah. in our discussion. Again, we were trying to figure out yeah. exactly how to to put it uh, where it's best worded. And I mean, it's all it's almost like they page. thought about this yeah, stuff. Right? Isn't it? You think so? I don't know. <laughs> I think they know that, what they're doing. The whole doing. design thing again. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, again, um, if you want some more information, uh, we also have an app that we've built for our friends out there, for the public. Um, you first have to find Team App on your Google Play or your Play Store through your Android and uh, and uh, download Team App, create yourself an account and search up York District Mason's Friends. Um, and yeah. again, it has a lot of resources, a lot of information about uh, our particular district, but more importantly, Freemasonry. It has the Grand Lodge website attachment yeah. there. Um, you can get a little bit more uh, information on that. And, uh, and ultimately, if you're still stuck, uh, email us at the first three knocks at gmail.com. Dot com. <laughs> I was like, wait, dot C, dot com. No, first three knocks at gmail.com. And again, we can help point you in the right direction. We've also made it a little bit easier as well on the social media side. Uh, we have our Facebook page, which is the first three knocks podcast. Uh, feel free to message us there. And most recently, we have our first three knocks Instagram, and that's just at the first three knocks. And we've had that for a couple, uh, how long now? I guess three weeks, four weeks, maybe a month yeah, now. Still fairly new. Um, but we've had some great attention um, to it, and a lot of people have found our Instagram page and messaged us saying, oh, you know, I found your podcast because of the Instagram page. This is, you know, great. Uh, I've been listening from, you know, wherever, all over the place. And uh, actually, one person messaged us uh, by the name of Jason McFarlane. And uh, he was saying he just started listening to the show and loved it. And he actually 
has a company called the 13th Craft. And uh, the 13th Craft, he says, is ancient woodworking. Oh, and um, his huh. page is really cool. I mean, he's... I, I don't know the terminology. I guess it's a CMC machine that he can carve, oh, yeah. you know, all these different uh, wood plaques out of and things like that. So actually, Jason got in contact with us and was kind enough to send us. Let me grab it. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, this is what he was Brother talking Sprott about. Brother Sprott is uh, stepping away from the mic this? here for a minute. <laughs> what is it? Oh, my what? Lord. Look at this. Come on. He has made us a first three knocks wooden plaque wow so i just have to uh say thank you to jason thank you jason uh, that is brilliant pass that around so you can see it that is that is something so for for, our talk here but you got to see this this is for our audience um this must be i'm gonna say at least two feet wide and it's a circular uh wooden representation of our logo of the first three knocks this is absolutely spectacular and uh, you can see there's been some serious work put into that this. is amazing. so jason a great big thank you to you absolutely for thank that you in. so much and what brother. i'll do is uh, i'll make maybe that the thumbnail image uh for this video so everyone can take a look at uh, the excellent craftsmanship but also we'll post it on instagram and facebook for everyone to see as well but you know, uh, we talked about what is freemasonry and here's a perfect example we've never met this fellow before he's a brother in our fraternity and look at this amazing piece of artwork that he sent us that he created for us so once again brother thank you so much we are forever grateful for for this uh, token of your uh, i guess your fanmanship and uh we look forward to maybe uh, reaching out and chatting with you yeah i'm definitely. not sure if i mentioned but he's from uh it was sent all the way from alberta yeah from, wow. it looks like from edmonton well, hey, yeah. we're to gonna edmonton. make this yep. a road trip right eventually so <laughs> we'll wow. have to come visit you alberta here we come Gonna have to go out and check out the Edmonton Oilers and uh, see uh, if they have a chance to win a cup anytime soon. So a little shot to our friends out west. <laughs> but uh, Jason, this is absolutely spectacular. Really kind of you to send that in, and uh, we will be wearing this with uh, with pride. Oh yeah, everywhere we go. So thank you for that. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the First Three Knocks. Happy to meet. Sorry to part. Happy to meet again. <laughs>